have that conversation. It's Trending Chats on Five Nights. Trending Chats this evening, the evolution of Amapiano, without a doubt. Ipiano is the biggest movement here in South Africa when it comes to music right now. And over the last few, let's even say over the past 18 months, it's gaining popularity in other parts of the continent and the globe. And it's all about the Yanos. Now, the question is, where did the journey begin? Um, who who are the custodians of Le Piano? I am joined on the line by editor and writer Situmo Tebe Mklomi, as well as DJ music producer Kutlano the Crook. Fellas, welcome to Five Nights. How do you do this evening? Yo. Situmo, are you there? I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. There we go. It seems Doing like well. um, uh, the gremlins were trying to steal our shine, but we got to keep it moving. So- yeah, absolutely. Yes, you're too much busy writing, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am. <laughs> now, now, Kutwano, you as a DJ and music producer, you are someone who I personally knew who put Amapiano on the commercial scene. Before we kickstart this conversation, where did the um, where did the Amapiano sound originate from? Is it from Pretoria? Is it from East Rand? Is it from Soweto? Uh, um, I think um, it's 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 a sound that comes from South African townships. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, I'm gonna put my head on the block and say that because. Um, as as the sound keeps on growing, um, you start seeing um, a couple of elements uh, that define uh, different regions. You know, like the uh, eastern, like sounding like a piano, which is a bit soulful. You know, and there's a um, a northern sounding piano, Miyako um, Pretoria. You know what I mean? With elements of Bacardi. You know what I mean? And so on and so forth. So I think um, it's just um, a beautiful South African um, township story. And that allows anybody and everybody to have a shot at this um, music industry thing, and 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 obviously make money of it, you know. Mm. So, Dumo, we can say Gom comes from Durban, okay? Mm-hmm. Can we say uh, um, Pretoria or Pretoria or, or or the East Rand is is the founding <laughs> town, Kasi Hood? Of Ipiano, can someone just give me a direct one, please, man? You are the researcher here, man. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get a definitive answer out of each of us, you know, uh. because I think um, the way that that the sound evolved and the people who were making it in the beginning, um, when it wasn't that popular, um, it sort of happened simultaneously across different hoods in Gauteng. Um, and there were key players who I think weren't necessarily bound by geography in what they were doing, you know. And I think that's that's really an important consideration is that we think of um, genres of music like hip hop and jazz and uh, to some extent rave as well as being bound by it happened at a certain place or an incubator and a lot of people would kind of gravitate to that one space. But I think what the biggest advantage of Amapiano is, is that it sort of evolved simultaneously across different places. And it's able to do that now internationally on the global stage as well. Okay, cool. Now that we've got that question out of the way. Now, Kutwano, as a producer and a DJ, let's, let's explain the sound and the fundamentals of Amapiano sound. 
What are they? I think uh, the two fun, well, the three fundamentals of Amapiano music um, um, are definitely the log drum, which mm-hmm. um, is 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 almost like a groovy bass. You know, um, that's 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 the one element that I think uh, stands out the most. Um, the sound needs to have groove. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, in 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 whatever form. So um, whether it's commercial, whether it's uh, the private school on piano, whether it's um, a, a a a vocally led on piano song, you know, like it's always got groove. And the last thing um, is, is 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 the sound is layered by strings and chords, mm. you know, mm. um, chords that are very normally soulful that um, are easy on the ear, you know, mm. and and basically make it palatable. Uh, for anybody that's coming from any genre to to be able to grasp and 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 basically jump on the sound. Mm, mm. So Juma, do you have anything to add to what the crook just said? Um, I think probably I think I would I would probably add that there's there are things that Amo Piano kind of picks up as it evolves, right? From from my perspective, um, I know that you mentioned earlier that in Pretoria the sound is a little bit different to how it is in the East Rand and things like that. And one of the things that I'm exploring currently with my work is looking at how um, the Bacardi, obviously, but also maybe further back, something like marching bands, which are very, very popular in Mamilodi and Sosha and Attridgeville, have had an influence on Amapiano. So I think as much as there is kind of like a bedrock of Mm. what the sound... Um, sort of has evolved into and up to this point. Mm. Um, I think that Amapiano really is able to, or Amapiano acts are able to take up whatever influences are around them and incorporate those into the sound as it evolves in the future. Speaking of those influences, um, we notice the influence of Kwaito in Amapiano, whether it's the style of rapping. We also notice the influence of yesteryear, um, bubblegum music, if you like, um, uh, being sampled in some of these records. Um, do you think that is something that is done intentionally or it's something that will resonate with the South African audience because it's music of yesteryear and it was hot, as it were? What are your opinions on that? Um, good Rana, do you want to go first? Think, uh, per- personally, I think it's, 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 it's just a continuation of the South African story, you know? Mm. Um it's how South African artists tell their stories best mm. um, and um, how they're able to make South African stories relatable to a South African audience first uh, before taking it to the world, you know, mm. and, um, um, and which, which is what makes it authentically South African. So um, I think um, it's not done intentional, but um, it's just a general progression of, of where we were musically um, after like um, after like our newfound freedom in 1994, and 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 we're basically just borrowing from some of those elements and elements that were also used to house music mm. uh, through the 2000s, you know. And and this is basically a new outlet for for young South African artists uh, to tell their stories and 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 what they want out of like this newfound freedom in South Africa. Mm, mm. 
So Juma, how has the sound evolved over the years and how different is it today compared to almost 10 years ago when it was created? And I like the fact that you mentioned that you are working on something based musically on what, what, what it was back then versus to what it is today. Yeah, um, I, think, I think for me, um, in, in one of my earliest interviews with, uh, with, with Kutuano, what was a turning point for, for Amapiano, I think, from sort of the beginning phases to what we now recognize as Amapiano, right, is the fact that vocals were added to make it possible, recognizable for radio airplay, right, um, for a big audience to, to be oh, able oh, oh, to wait, 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 find you, the music. You are getting to the juicy part. You need to move around oh, where yeah? you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are losing you there, man. So, oh, so, man. so, so, yeah, you are, you are on the part of, of, of using lyrics that could mm. resonate on radio. Carry on. Yeah. Yes. Let's pick up from yeah. there. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Loud and clear. Yeah. So essentially, um, from what I understand, the lyrics, lyrical content was added to instrumentals or added to new productions as well in order to make uh, individual songs and possibly individual performers more recognizable to a bigger audience. Um, it also was very instrumental, I think, in allowing um, particular artists and songs to be um, played on radio because they were kind of more radio-friendly. So what we what we hear now, I think, as a sound that has, you know, like great vocalists, great lyricists, um, you mentioned quite those sounding lyrics as well, mm-hmm. um, really evolved as something that um, that helped Amapiano Piano acts and music get uh, national appeal on radio, mm. but also recognition of songs. Because I think it's, for most listeners, very difficult to to recognize a song if it's purely instrumental. Mm-hmm. Kutlana, when did the Valga begin? Has it always been there? And when I say Valga, uh, you know, we live in a very um, conservative country, but yet we know the youth always revolts um, um, being conservative, you know. So is it part of the culture in terms, and when I say Valga, I'm talking to the lyrics and the content within the lyrics? Uh, I, I. I wouldn't say um, it's 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 um, it's honestly um, something that um, is intended by by whoever's writing the lyrics. You know what I mean? I think um, they these guys go into studio or ask guys now that I'm making I'm a piano music <laughs> and, um, is, is 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 basically us just echoing what's happening in society and what's happening in our spaces. You know? Mm. So and um, what what I think makes Amapiano so true to the times that we live in now is that nothing is mimicked, you know. Nothing is 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 toned down, you know. And um, I also like to beg to differ that um, a lot of artists uh, get into studio and say um, we're going to make a radio song now, you know, because um, because of social media, the roles have changed. Um, so um, a lot more guys are just dropping music because. Uh, they've got an organic following and 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 and, and a very and a very uh, 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 what's the word and a very organic um audience mm. that that they serve that that obviously um 
makes um, the, the compiler's job a bit easier from a radio standpoint to say, actually, this guy and this song has got so much traction already. Um, it, it's, it's just a no-brainer to put it on radio. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's just those little things. So, um, I, 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 well, I've never experienced an Amapiano artist or went into an Amapiano session where somebody said, I'm making a song for radio, you know? Mm. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just what came out on that time and point, you know? Mm. It's what the vocalist was feeling. Uh, it's what the producer gave the vocalist. And it's, 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 it, it's also the chats that, that were happening when the Hennessy was flowing, you know? Right. So, Juma, for you, um, when do you think the Amapiano genre began to infiltrate the commercial space. Now, Kutwana earlier on touched on um, how easy or accessible um, audiences are thanks to social media. And uh, due to organic following, people are going to vibe to the music. So therefore, the mm. compiler will be like, oh, people are already vibing, so let's playlist it. To mm. you, what would you say? And obviously, commercial space is more than just radio. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think I think that's one of the things that's really upended um, the the South African commercial music sector, right? Is mm -hmm. the fact that you have who literally became famous on WhatsApp, mm -hmm. um, who were able to with tools like Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, and other social media platforms create a following for themselves that sort of wrenched them into commercial spaces like radio stations, television, and also advertising, right? So I think where it really started cracking is at an organic level, where you were able to access the music firstly for relatively low or no cost um, and and share it with people that you felt would be interested in that same type of music. And then it sort of, has, uh, quote unquote, went viral. Um, in some sense, in not, not in, a, in the sense of like social media channels where you can hashtag, but if you heard um, the break on the hardest hit at the moment, you would know exactly which song it is, mm. and you would know that you're not hip, don't know. Mm, mm, I get you, I get you. Kutrano, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so... You you touched you touched on the social media influence and and the organic flowing, helping in getting the scene into the commercial space. Do you think the the piracy platforms also played a part where audiences were not paying for this music, but it was getting hits, and how much influence did they play in commercializing the genre? Very much so, man. Um, I remember um, trying to, to figure out how to release my music from an Amapiano standpoint. So um, if you go on YouTube, uh, you find a couple of like um, huge Amapiano um, content um, channels on YouTube where artists um, basically leak their music so that um, it gains a bit of traction, mm. so that um, by the time it 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 it, it gets it, it it gets released, um, the audiences know the song like word for word. So it's almost like a supply and demand kind of thing. I mean, uh, them Tudas uh, and Sir Trills uh, Wamute. Mm. No, it was uh, them Tuda Wamute and Jelix Wamute dropped today on iTunes. But that song's been doing the rounds 
um, like forever, you know what I mean, uh, on the socials. So um, it, 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 it's almost like that revisiting what, what the wheel is supposed to be, you know, mm. and, 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 and basically going against it, you know. Mm. And, and that's what I love about Amabian is that like um, they've literally created their own blueprint of how the thing is supposed to work, how the thing is supposed to end up um, with the end user that uh, it becomes difficult for a lot of the majors, it becomes difficult for radio, and it becomes for, difficult for, for all the music fundies to, to just tap into the sound and know exactly what's happening, you know? Mm. So you no. have to do your due diligence. Mm. Commercial means making money. Yeah. Now, are the artists in the scene making money? Yep. Yeah, that's, yep. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a direct question. We don't need to dilly-dally about yep. that. Yep. Yes. Yep. They are making money. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think I think what, what, uh, what Gudrun was saying is, is very, very important. And I'm sure if we had enough time, you would tell us how important this piece of technology or tactic is, right? But I think it, it also creates a place where not only making revenue... Situma, you need to move around a little bit some more, bro. You are losing okay. you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, loud and clear. Yeah, so if I think obviously there are other avenues through which musicians can make money outside of streams and things like that. But Streaming I has think... no money. Don't lie to the kids now. <laughs> Don't lie to the kids. <laughs> the jury's out on that one. But I think I think when it comes to when able to test out, a particular type of sound that might resonate with your audience. That is really, really important as well because you're also able to kind of like hone in on what you're pretty sure will work with your audience without necessarily exposing yourself to the risk of releasing a lot of music in a short period of time. So I think it's done, it's done that, that tactic and that strategy has done wonders for, for artists who are, who are making money from Mama Piano. Okay. And, I, I, mm-hmm. and, 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 and just to jump in, um, I think um, we are slowly getting into an age where the artist is not stupid. I mean, um, I was chatting to a lady at, at Capasso, and Capasso is uh, one of like, South Africa's biggest like, collecting agencies. It's, it's just like Sambro and, and so on and so forth, you know? And um, she was telling me that she's so surprised that like, a lot of the Amapiano guys were registered with Capasso, you know? Hmm. And, 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 and that for me just, just almost says that um, we're, 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 as a business, uh, we're in the revolution of, 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 of a new kind of artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially in like the house, quieto, and authentically South African music space. Obviously, from a hip hop standpoint, the blueprint lies in what Jay Z, Nas, and all these other guys are doing, you know? Mm. And, and hence why you find a lot more, a lot more corporates buying into a hip hop artist because um, they've seen how it works in the states and they basically mimic it in a South African context. Mm-hmm. So um, we we we're yet to see a lot more Amapiano endorsements. We are yet to see a lot more Amapiano artists getting backed by big brands. But um, I think um, we we're definitely well on our way to seeing. Um, big Amapiano superstars, you know what I mean? Um, mm. If the guys keep their heads straight on and also 
um, guys must not stop learning, you know, mm. because um, uh, 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 um, I think the worst thing that will happen to this genre is is if if the next frontier of artists wants to sign um, to to major labels and 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 also feel that they've arrived because um, they've got one big song and and then another big Amapiano artist is is, is playing their music want to sign them you know mm, mm. all right let's talk about the value chain of of the genre we see we see the producers at the top who make the music right the producers invite the vocalists because like, we're talking about money i mean we, we can't talk about commercial on just a surface level area you know because time constraints but i just want to get into the understanding so we've got the producer we've got the vocalist or the lyricist so those are the two people who are writing the songs right and then we have the engineers the mixers and the masters so i'm assuming these people would get money once off you've got session musicians also might be a once-off situation and then you have dancers and then you have the 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 managers are homies making enough money so that they can pay all those people that i just mentioned because i get the difference between a record label and an independent artist is the muscle to be able to pay all those people in the value chain or is it a situation where you're like you got to do everything by yourself or your friends in order to make the racks What's what do you guys know from from your interaction with the people who are part of the scene? The crazy thing about Amapiano music is that, um, and this is a quote that I like using, is that um, being being resourceful, or when you're when you're you're most resourceful, um, you you've normally got like um, your back against the wall, you know. Like so, being resourceful comes from dire circumstances, mm. and um, if 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 you look at um, um, a, a plethora of all these Amapiano stories, you know, these were guys that um, learned how to play um, the actual keyboard at church, um, were self-taught kafuruti loops. They were able to engineer their own music. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, they were able to to make a log drum the base of the music. You know, mm. um, even. Even at first, when the the music used to distort a bit and so on and so forth, but they made it palatable, you know. Mm. And as they said, even if you guys think this is not um, something that that you guys are used to, um, and that's to the end user and 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 to all the other guys and in, in all these like polished um, subgenres, um, they made it like a thing, you know. So um, what 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 I think is happening is that. Um, and what I've seen happening is that um, you find a lot of people that uh, play um, three roles in one. You know, he's a producer, mm. um, also records himself, and 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 is also a booking agent. You know what I mean, and, mm. and so on and so forth. So um, it 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 cuts it like it cuts us it, like it cuts out quite a lot. You know, and also um, what what. The biggest thing that recording, um, the recording companies and, and like the recording industry used to do, is that um, in order for for a lot of artists to sign a 360 deal, is that they would add line items that really don't exist. So these guys have almost like figured out that I actually don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. Then why am I signing? If if the booking agent is DMing me on 
on my IG, why do I need a, 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 a somebody that is supposedly going to get work for me? You know what I mean? Mm. So it, 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 it's basically just, just that, you know, and, and, and I think the um, reason why I feel that guys um, are making a bit more money than an average artist in, 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 in any other subgenre would be making is because um, they're cutting the middleman out and it's almost like a norm in the Amapiano uh, fraternity. I needed to get to that. Um, uh, Sidumo, <laughs> it's always fun talking about money, bro. Um, <laughs> you know, because I feel like sometimes homies just don't want to get into that. Now, mm. let's talk about the, the, the glitz lifestyle. We've mm-hmm. seen, um, what's his face? DJ Maporisa wearing the most expensive, like he would wear a house. Let's <laughs> just you know just for a gig and the cost and the total of that is is good for like a one bed you know what i mean yeah how and why do you think this happened and the good and the bad of that for the culture long term what are your thoughts um i think definitely maporisa is not necessarily your straight-ahead Amapiano story, right? Maputis has done incredible work for the South African electronic music scene um, over more than a decade, mm-hmm. you know, um, before before starting to create Amapiano. So I think there's that, firstly. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I think is very interesting at the moment is the fact that there's there's this sort of aspirational aspect mm-hmm. to, to Amapiano that is sort of determining a lot of what the conversation around things and material and capital um, are for young people in South Africa, right? So you've got on one end, um, Mr. Gupta himself, Fokalistic, who is literally dressed to the nines all the time, right? Mm. But then on the other hand as well, you've also got someone like, for example, Lady Do, whose lyrics do speak about sort of like uh, material aspiration and class aspiration and those kinds of things. Mm. But in such a relatable way, because she always places herself in a position where, um, although in real life she has these things, but as a performer and as Lady Do, she sort of, um, is still aspirational and is still kind of like aiming for these things. So like one of her biggest hits um, was Superstar. And, mm. and in that, she kind of um, name drops a bunch of artists and things like that. But also not only I want, you know, cars like Casper Nuvest, she also says things like I want to perform like particular artists or I want to have a following like particular artists. So I think we really need to look at that and investigate that a little bit closer than just having stuff, but also having opportunity. Because I think one thing we, we, we often... Um, don't um, pay enough attention to is the fact that this is the music of young people by young people in the most unequal society in the world. So even if you're not bringing politics and problems to groove, that stuff is always going to permeate. Damn. On that note, I think I'm going to leave it at that because it will leave us thinking and enjoying the music and in the same breath, which is not hard to do. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you so much, Sidumo, uh, for your time. Kutwano, thank you so much for your time and your thank insights. You, I appreciate you guys. You guys uh, keep on shining the light of SA music to the world. Don't you stop. And, uh, yeah, I see you guys doing international stuff. So, like I said, 
Don't you stop putting on South Africa out there. Five with Smash Africa. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 10 p.m. Five.